my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode 38 starts now. Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. It's episode number 38 and I'm B, a winner, a big winner this week. And I'm joined by the winner of all winners. It's our champion dog. Damn right, I'm back. Shit, knocking off Jay Maddie. Things feel so much better. The league, the league is better when we're both good. Hell yeah! It just is a better league. I'm yeah. just gonna go ahead and say it. We piss, we piss excellence. We're brilliant. We, I won. Dog won. We put a, l- a lot of hard work into this, though. Most definitely, people don't understand that. Most definitely, I reclaim first place, the number one seed. Doggy, after struggling with Antonio Brown bullshit all year long. Two ties. Is in the playoff picture. Right now, in the sixth spot. Sixth spot is all you need to get in the tournament. You get in the tournament, you anything can happen. Yep. So, you're talking to two guys that have won in different ways. I hope you guys appreciate this knowledge we're giving you each week. Doggy, give us something on this last week and, you, and on your run so far. You know, I've been through a lot of turmoil this year. You know, I just stuck with it. And uh, made some pretty big trades. And, you know, hey, I had to give away, you know, Russell Wilson. But I ended up with Breeze. Yes. You know, and and, and D-Hop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, D-Hop's my man. You know, I went ships with uh, Hopkins. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm hitting my stride. And, and I don't think uh, no one in our league wants to see me. Really, they'll, they'll fear my lineup because I know Odell is going to wake up. Odell's going to wake up. It's overdue. That's what everybody, you know, it's it's coming. It's coming. And you just hope you're not the guy that, that has to play Odell that. Because he hasn't, when's the last, he has, has he had a 20-point game this year? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, yeah. You don't want to be the guy that week, whichever week that is. But it is coming, folks. A 30-point game. Something's coming. Something's coming. And it's probably going to come in the playoffs for me. Exactly. So let's look back. We're going from week 11 to week 12. Week 11 was highlighted, of course, and this isn't fantasy relevant, but it happened, and everybody else is talking about it, so we'll talk about it. The brawl between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, where Garrett takes well, he takes off Mason Rudin's helmet, Ru- Rudin, Rudolph's helmet, and hits him with it. Dougie, your take on this fight? Well, my take on it that, you know, Garrett blanked out. He took it into like a street fight. Okay, you're, gonna, you're trying to take my helmet off? Yeah. You know, Rudolph was trying to take his helmet off. Yeah. So he's like, motherfucker, I'm going to take your shit off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't have to swing it. You know what I would have done? I would have took his shit off and just threw it. Yeah. You let know, him know. And not not try, yeah, and let him know and not hit him with it. Mm-hmm. But um, my takes on it, you know, I, I figure, you know, just get suspended for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I like Miles Garrett. You know, he even got hit in the street and didn't fight back. Mm-hmm. So he basically, he was pushed. His buttons were pushed. Yeah. And I hate that. Rudolph's getting getting away scot-free mm-hmm. with a fine. He should be suspended at least for two games because he kept charging them. Well, he didn't yeah. like walk away. Mm-hmm. If he walked away, Miles Garrett wouldn't charge him. Yeah. He just really wanted to take his shit off. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he saw him charge him. He was like, fuck it, pop. You know, just a reaction. That's it. You know? And you see, the thing is, it you know, as usual, whenever something like this happens, there's people that pick one side and one side only, and the people on the other side and that only side. There's different layers to this. And let me go through it a little bit. So, first of all, totally unexcusable to use a, what basically turns amounts to a weapon to hit somebody in a very crucial part of their body, meaning their head, with a helmet. Just, okay, inexcusable, can't be done. Okay, fine. What's being lost in all this? And, you know, 
The first thing is, and you've heard this before, Mason Rudolph started it, number one. Okay, he started trying to take the helmet off. And what he did was he gave Miles Garrett a really good idea. Let me take yeah. your helmet off. Just, you right. know like black people get wind of something and then they make it a better idea? Yeah. So it's like he got the idea to take his helmet off. He's like, no, 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 let me show you what I can do when I take your helmet off. Right. So he gets Mason Rudolph's helmet off. And the fight, at least in Miles Garrett's eyes, he thought it was over because he, you know, there, Rudolph was off to the side. He was being pushed back by the two linemen. At some point, the refs are going to come in. The fight's over. Rudolph continues and charged him. He charged, and you know why he charged him? Because he had two big ass linemen in front of him. Yeah, it was like the hold me back syndrome. It's like he didn't want any piece of miles. He was going to talk all this shit. Yeah, so he charges behind those two linemen. Yeah, and okay, and although I stated before that Miles Garrett shouldn't hit him in the head with a helmet. Okay, fine. You got to look at what Miles Garrett is then looking at right then. No one has come to his aid. He's got now three people against him, and we already know that Rudolph tried to take off his helmet. So he right. doesn't know what Rudolph's agenda is, so he acted accordingly. Yeah, just instinct. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, this is the thing. If you're with a police officer, and you reach for the police officer's gun, and you don't get it, and then you get pushed away, but then you come back, what do you think the police officer's going to do? You think he's going to shoot you. Exactly. So yeah. I was talking to one guy on Twitter. He's like, well... It's in, you know, I'm going to use a white man's voice because it was a white man that said this, but he said, you know, it's it's very strange that you would let Miles Garrett, you know, use his helmet as a weapon and, uh, y- you know, he shouldn't have done that. And you're like, well, wait a minute. It was a weapon. Miles Garrett's helmet is a weapon, too. So if Rudolph had gotten his helmet off, yeah, we don't know what would happen. Right. So, again, before we get letters or whatever, totally inexcusable for right. Miles Garrett to do what he did. But you got to understand there's layers to everything. Um, I don't have a tr- problem with Pouncey coming in and then defending his guy because at that point it's a brawl. It's no longer, yeah. uh, you're not in the context of the game anymore. So you're doing what you do to defend him. But um, anyway, but you know what? We don't know anything. Dog and I don't know everything. Right. You, know, you know who does know everything? Who? The Juice. <laughs> the Juice is <laughs> loose, nigga. The Juice, we're the only show that gives you the Juice on a regular basis. The oh, juice knows violence. He knows violence, and he's a violence expert. So we're gonna listen to what he had to say on it. Here he goes. Look, all I know is this: the minute Mason went after the man's helmet with his foot in his groin, it's on. I'm hearing all these announcers saying uh, that Garrett should be suspended. Maybe he should, but when a guy's trying to get your helmet off your head, and that's where it started, white with his foot in your groin. It's on. Garrett, you're 280 pounds. You don't need a helmet to take care of a quarterback. What bothered me a little bit, I got to say, was hearing all the announcers become prosecutors and talk about <laughs> yeah, criminal I know activity did. and prosecuting and all of that. So, no surprise there. Uh, OJ, not a big fan of law enforcement. No, apparently. he's not. <laughs> and he's like, Garrett, you're 280 pounds. You don't need a helmet. Right. Just a knife. Just a knife. <laughs> the ability to run fast. And, and it's a uh, fucked up part about it, man. There was eight seconds left in the game. Uh, that's the killer. Uh, sorry, OJ. Not the killer. That yeah. OJ. <laughs> <laughs> so we got through all that. Uh, let's get to why the folks tune in and give you guys some great fantasy advice like we've been doing for so long. Um, Let's see here. Our bye weeks. We'll go through them real quick. You got Arizona, Kansas City, Los Angeles, meaning the Chargers, and also the Minnesota Vikings. All these guys are on buys, so please get them out of your lineup. Um, 
Also, looking at injuries, Marlon Mack with a bad hand. He's out at least a week. Got Tyreek Hill injured Monday Night Football with a hamstring. Damian Williams left with ribs. They're thinking he's going to miss some time. LaShawn McCoy left quietly, but with a look, I guess they're evaluating him for concussion. The thing about Kansas City, they got to buy this week, so they do have a little bit of time to get better. Does anyone care that Mitch Trubisky was hurt? No, nobody? Well, they tried to say a hip pointer. Yeah. You know, I had a hip pointer, you know, and it's um... – How'd you get a hip pointer? Diving though, I had a hip pointer in the game we played against St. Monica. Ah, that's when I caught a hip. That's right, I do remember that. Yeah, Yeah. your dad was out there, you know. Yeah, carrying me off the field. I remember that. But you know, it was like it—it was a hip pointer can hurt, Mm -hmm. you know. But you know, once you get it, you can't continue to play on it. Yeah, I know that. So I think it was all BS. Yeah, you know, just like man, just sit your ass down. You know what I'm saying? Because basically, you suck. It is about your play. Mm-hmm. You suck. Yeah, you know, even Cam Newton might go out there next year. I think, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't think he he was injured. And no real, I mean, you, with Chase Daniels, do you really get anything much different than what Trubisky? You might get something better. You might get something better. You might get something better. Yeah. And uh, let's see, what else we got? We got Auden Tate. That was a bad injury. It looks like he'll probably, I'm guessing he's going to miss some time behind that. Um, you had uh, Jordan Howard. Uh, he missed last game. You got to keep your eye on him to see if he's coming back. Um, and you got Juju Smith-Schuster with a concussion and a knee. Yeah, he's questionable, but it doesn't look good. And you also got his uh, his other receiver, Deontay what's his Johnson. Last? There you go. With his, uh, he had a concussion because Cleveland was out on a mission that they were fucking some motherfuckers up. They're letting it be known that you do not come into Cleveland. Um, anyway, coming back, keep an eye out on Evan Ingram and George Kittle possibly coming back. Two tight ends, as we mentioned always, tight ends are very, very scarce, especially this year. So those guys may be rejoining the fantasy lineups. Yeah. Um, your ad suggestions this, this week, doggy. Who are you at? Well, I like uh, the tight end and um. At New York Jets, um, Ryan Griffin. Yes, he's, he's been, been targeted balling. a lot. He's he's a baller, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I like uh, Bo Scarborough down there in um, mm-hmm. in Detroit. Yeah. You know, and I like to add, you know, uh, the Atlanta Falcons defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they're playing at home, so you know, in that dome, they get loud and they they did pretty well last week. Yeah, against Carolina, and they were on the road. Mm-hmm. So you know, the crowd's going to get behind them. They've been on a little win streak, and they're showing a lot of heart. They're showing that they're professional. You know, they're not giving up. That's good. And um, I like, you know, maybe the Raiders. You know, if, you know, I like the Raiders going to New York, you know, against Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's good for at least two picks. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I like I like the Raiders. Yeah. So those are my ads. Yeah. No, I'll echo what you have to say on both Scarborough. I think, you see, the problem, though, is Detroit, you don't know. Because weeks ago, you had this waiver wire frenzy for Ty Johnson Everybody went rush to go pick him up. He didn't do jack shit, and then he got hurt. And so now you got Bo Scarborough, who I think got 14 carries. So just keep an eye on that situation. See if it, it, it's always delightful when you hear that the person is starting. Like he is now the starting back for the Lions. That's right. what you want to listen for for Bo. But but they just threw him in there. They did. And but he did pretty well. I mean, he just joined the team supposedly. Yeah. Like he just joined. Like just got there yeah. and balled out. So. Bo Scarborough, definitely. Jonathan Williams with the Colts. Like I mentioned, Marlon Max hand. Uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out. He's getting praised as the number one. Yeah, away because Hines is still going to have his little role. That's right. He's not a hog, so. Yeah, they got to feed still him. He's going to be a third down back. Sure. And uh, Jacob Hollister with Seattle. Um, 
probably more to build your bench. But again, like I said, tight ends are rare and scarce nowadays. So maybe it does not hurt to pick up Jacob, Jacob Hollister and start him if you need him. And the Redskins defense and special teams going against Detroit. They are at home, which you know I love. Um, and against... What's so it? you love Detroit's defense? No, the Redskins' defense. I love Detroit's defense, too, going they, up against Haskins. They, I mean, it, both sides can win. Yeah, both sides. Yeah. And, but the guy Driscoll's been getting points in terms of running with the ball, yeah. uh, not so much throwing the ball. But I think they're a smart play this week. So keep that in mind. Um, let's see here. Uh, where are where else are we? Okay, there we go. Rising star of the week, Doggy. Where are you at? Oh, man, my rising star of the week of this week's going to be Jameson Crowder. You know, Jameson Crowder's been balling. He's a hell of a slot receiver. Yes, he's been balling. Um, he's been you. getting targeted. You know, he he's going to be my rising star of the week. I'm, stripping my, I'm drinking my water. Um, my rising star of the week, James Washington, Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I said, with both of those receivers uh, likely out, probably out, maybe out, I think you go to uh, James Washington, not just for availability, but because – Mason, he's Mason Rudolph's guy. Yeah, and as we, yeah, and I guess Mason Rudolph isn't gonna get suspended, right? Is he? He got fined, but not suspended. I'm surprised he doesn't have a concussion. Uh, Well, he might, dude. If he had hit him with the top of that helmet, it it might have been a problem. But James Washington, uh, you know, maybe he gets a couple deep balls. So go look uh, to pick up James Washington this week. I think he may have a shot to get some, you know, some fantasy love this week, folks. Yeah. Um, let's go into where we were right. Dog, where were you right in week 11? Well, I was right with playing James White. Even though I didn't play him, he still ended up with nine points. Mm-hmm. Even with an, uh, a terrible New England offense, Yeah, he still pulled you nine points. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, that's where I was right. And um, I was also right with Jameson Crowder sure. last week. You know, I said I was going to play Jameson Crowder. And, uh, you know, I think he would ball out. He balled out for me. And the uh, Raiders' defense did a good job for me. Mm-hmm. You know, they have 14 points. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's where I was right. All smart plays. Um, where I was right, Debo Samuels, uh, 49ers. I told you to go get him. 21 points versus the Cardinals, right? Yeah. And um, I think more of that is in store. We don't know when Sanders is coming back. Um, he looks to be a young up-and-comer. And you know what? Let me add him to my rising star list, too, for this week. Um, young guy, talented guy, has an opportunity. Garoppolo looked good last week, so shit, put play him again if you need him. Um, also this week, I would go, oh, I was right, with the Browns' defensive special teams. Got 17 points Thursday night versus Pittsburgh. They have a great matchup this week against Miami. Um, where we were wrong, Doggy, where were you wrong? Um, I was wrong, you know, given the advice of to start D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. You know, even though I wasn't going to start him, mm-hmm. I was, but he he ended up with seven points. But I thought Foles was going to look for him more. I figured, you know, Didi's back, he's healthy. Yeah, Foles is in there. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of Gardner. So I was just, you know, thinking. I went on a hunch, thinking that Didi Westbrook was going to have a, like at least twelve or thirteen fantasy points, and yeah. he only ended up with seven. Okay. Yeah, the thing about Didi Westbrook, a guy that talented, you know, he's been hurt. He didn't bounce back his first game back. Not surprising. Look at him this game there, dog. You might yeah. not be wrong this week with him. Because I think he's he, he's one of those guys that's due. Just like, you know, your Odell he's Beckham. overdue. Sure. So, yeah, that, I mean, like I said, the first game off injury is always, always tough. Um, where I was wrong, Kyle Allen. 
I told you guys to go get Kyle Ooh. Allen. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Man. Um, I did not catch on. I mean, I figured, okay, Atlanta has some pride. They won two weeks ago. Great. But so they've still so been playing good. Shit. Yeah, and I thought that, but the, their defense had not been good. So I thought it would be a good matchup. But what it tells you is that, you know, people get so fast to anoint quarterbacks as, oh, God, he's going to take over Carolina. They don't need Cam. I'm not saying they keep Cam, but, you know, he still needs work. This guy is a young quarterback. He's done looked great so far. But games like this, actually his last couple games have not been great, but games like this particularly tell you there's still a lot of work to be done in that regard. So my apologies for telling you to go get Kyle. And B, Allen. I got to show somebody some love, man. Go ahead. I got to show this cat some love, and I want to tell you guys out there, if you guys don't have him, put him on your bench. Okay. He's been balling, yeah. having his best career. Oh, wow. Now, Devontae Parker. Oh, Devontae wow, yes. I I just couldn't, you know, I had to say something about this. He he deserves it. He's been balling, man. He just had 20 fantasy points, Mm -hmm. uh, PPR. And, you know, what? Fitzpatrick's going to throw the ball up, man. He's going to go to the number one receiver. So he's finally showing, you know, his what he's due, you know, what he's worth. Yeah. You know, and people have been waiting on this for the last two or three years in the drafts. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have him, go out and get him on the wire. Put him on your bench or start him if you need a receiver or if you need a slot player. Because, shit, man, he's been playing good. He's balling. And he has some favorable matchups coming up in the playoffs, man. They have Cleveland next week. Mm -hmm. Cleveland's defense is decent. But then after that, Philly, the Jets, the Giants. You know, hey, you could use Devontae Parker all the way to the ship. This is the most famous Devontae since the guy on Jodeci. (laughs) But this is the most famous Devontae since that Devontae. I had to show him some love, man. Well-deserved, Devontae Parker. And let me just say, I drafted Devontae Parker and cut him and then dog swiped him up as like the opportunist that he is. And I've just watched him flourish. So I'm I'm always happy to see a player bounce back after he's been he, – this has been foreshadowing for so long. He finally has a good year. I hope it, there's more to come. He's a talented guy, Devontae Parker. So we did, we did our piece for Devontae. The check is in the mail. Um, our disappointment of the week, dog. Who's your disappointment? My disappointment of the week is Josh Reynolds, mm-hmm. you know, with the Rams. You know, I thought since Cook was out, he should, you know, been having some big games. He didn't. Yeah. You know, and um, Matt Breida, mm-hmm. you know, you just being hurt is you just a disappointment. Yeah. You know, you just been a disappointment all season. Even with that long run that he busted for over 50 yards, he still only ended up with like 10, 11 fantasy points sure, that game. So sure. those are my two disappointments. Yeah. I mean, he's. he's there's guys that do the same thing, and there's the Matt Breedas, and there's the James Connors, and you can bet that they're not going to complete a game. They're just not. They're going <laughs> to play a couple plays, they're going to get hurt, and they're going to leave. They may come back, but they're going to get hurt again. So those are the risks you take with those, those types of players. Um, let's see. Our, my disappointment of the week, Phillip Rivers. Oh, Phillip. And I drafted oh, Phillip Rivers. He man. got me through this bulk of the season. I can't be too angry at the draft pick. <laughs> man. But it just, and I'll talk about this later too, but it, it just sort of shows, I think, it's time to go ahead and usher him out. It's yeah. time. They're going into a new stadium next year. Might as well do it with a new quarterback. He's thrown seven interceptions in two games. And, I, and I, if you go further back, there's more. I think he's had like two or three two interception games beyond that. Um, just a bad performance, and again, a, a bad performance. The ones against good teams don't bother you as much, right? But when you're going against a poor off defense like Kansas City has, 
and you see him incapable of scoring 20 points, that's when I think you have to sit him. And yeah. so he is the disappointment of the week. Who is on your bubble, dog? Uh, my bubble, Josh Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brita, of course. He's been on my bubble for the last yeah. three, four weeks, but I've just been holding him just in case of an injury in San Francisco. Sure. You know, and just in case I need a back. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, Brita, Reynolds, and um, that's about it. Yeah. Um, on my bubble, I'm going to go ahead and say Ryan Tannehill. And the reason I say that is he's he's balled out since he's been uh, starting for Tennessee. Um, I don't think he's that far removed from being an everyday starter, every week starter, guaranteed, because, you know, the playoff rush is coming. You're only dealing with a couple games. Um he has, you know, not an awful schedule coming up. Um, basically, what you're looking at, as I scroll to tell you what he's where he's playing, is, let's see, week 12, uh, Jacksonville, <clears throat> maybe still steer clear of that, but it's not an awful matchup. Indianapolis is a little tougher. But then beyond that, you got Oakland, Houston, and then New Orleans. So maybe a guy you put on your bench, like I've, I've done, and keep him th- for the stretch run in case your quarterback falters. So that's what we got. But Ryan Tannehill is on my bubble, possibly going from the bench to the starting lineup and possibly for the rest of the year. We'll be back with more of my Big Black Fantasy Podcast after these words. You know, fantasy season is upon us. Everybody's excited. But you know who gets left out in all the fantasy? You know, the wives. The wives get left out. The girlfriends, you know, you, you... you're messing around with your fantasy. You're on your phone checking your players. You're, yeah. you're wheeling, you're dealing, all that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You got to go to Touch of Romance, man. You gotta oh, go to Touch yeah. Touch of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy. You got cock rings. You got Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called- right. The, yeah. It's called the Power Banger. Yeah. And it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's it's It's- Unmatched. I'm going to tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show. Do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning. And then right after the uh, late game, mess with her again before the uh, the 5 o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of Romance. Get the products. Touch of Romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com. Remember, you get 35% off purchases over $125. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What? They give you classes. If you're in the L.A. area. No shit. Yes, they do. You can go and see the Restraints and Ropes Workshop, where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, doggy. Oh, my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops. That sounds fun. On squirting. Wow. (laughs) It's all true. So go ahead. Check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. Um, let's go to things we learned in week 11, doggy. What did you learn in week 11? Things I learned is don't second guess myself. Yes. Um, and don't like change somebody like right before the game. Oh, know? that's always yeah, that's, don't do that. It always turns bad. Yeah. And, um, just don't second guess myself and just go with my gut. And, you know, that's how I've become the champion a few times in my league. Two, actually. Oh, two. Okay. Two times. Two. Not three. Oh, yeah. I lost one. Two times. Okay. Um, Just correction there. But, uh, you know, other than that, man, that's you know that's what I've learned. Yeah. Um, I learned a couple of things. I mentioned Philip Rivers is done. We've established that it, it's time to start looking at him differently and probably as a guy who is a desperation play in fantasy. Um, 
hate to circle back, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. The David Johnson dilemma, Ooh, <laughs> week man. number, I don't know how long we've been talking about David Johnson. Uh, I mentioned last week that Cliff Kingsbury, the coach of the Cardinals, has a little douchebag in him. He's a little douchey. He will lie to you for no apparent reason. He lies to people. He lies to fantasy players like he's trying to sleep with them. You only lie to people you're trying to sleep with. Right. But it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't what you're saying. Uh, why right. am I going to lie to you? If yeah. uh, do I do I ever lie to you, dog? No, because there's nothing for me to gain from lying. To you. Exactly. The only time you're supposed to lie to somebody is if you're trying to knock them down. Yeah. And that's just how it is. But he lies every week for no reason. Right. He has a news conference. Hey, what about David Johnson? He's still part of the offense. Oh, really? Why didn't he get zero touches? Oh, hey, is David Johnson hurt? Not at all. But he's still getting through an injury. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, it's crazy. So. Until you figure out, and I told you guys last week, and it happened after, I said, you know, if he makes some announcement that he David Johnson isn't going to play or that he's been demoted, whatever, go with that. And fortunately, a little bit of news came out about Kenyon Drake running more plays with the, you know, the first stringers and the second stringers. And that was my that was my clue to get David Johnson the fuck out of the lineup. Yeah. It was the right call because, again, he didn't get a touch. But what it speaks to, and I wanted to get into this part. Okay, so Cliff Kingsbury, before this year, had zero NFL experience, right, dog? Right. Zero NFL wins, right? Yep. But he comes into an organization and talks them out of their first round pick that they made the year before. Wow. Talks them out, and it might be the right call by him because Kyler Murray's done well. Right. And Rosen has not. But he's able to talk these people out of that and then go to them next and say, hey, you know that running back you just spent $10 million on? He needs to sit on the bench. And they're like, cool with it. And I just wonder... You know, big black, my big black fantasy podcast. Yeah. If Tony Dungy had gone to the Colts, okay, and they hire him, and he says, Hey, you know, I don't really think Peyton Manning fits my system. Hmm. What do you think would have happened there, dog? She, he would have got canned. Yeah. He would have got canned right away. But, and, and, and that's the thing. And people get mad. Oh, no. Well, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's awesome. And, you know, he had a losing record as a coach in college. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow, or he's just very persuasive. Maybe yeah. the, I'm not going to say he did it because he's white. I'm going to say he's very persuasive. Yeah. But who does that? You come into an organization. They made a pick the year before. Hey, we think Josh Rosen's our guy. We really feel good about it. No, you don't. He's terrible. Get him out of here. Great. And then <laughs> let's sit David Johnson. Sure, Cliff. What else? Any other advice? Hmm. You want to sell off part of the team? It's just amazing <laughs> what some people are allowed to get away with. Right. Just amazing. So. That was what my point was with that. Uh, the other thing I learned is that uh, Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis are splitting time. Um, you can't really bank on starting Adrian or Geis until you get some indication from the Redskins that one of them is going to be the guy. And I know they got blown out, so maybe it was skewed a little bit. But it's too chancy because Washington may get blown out again this week. You don't know. Um, really would like to see them give Geis the ball because there's what three games left yeah but washington has been running backwards for years and they're probably not going to do that or they i don't know what they're going to do but anyway dave it's very tough to sort of navigate your way through peterson and guys moving forward so i think we've gotten through a very quick and rapid show there dog yeah gotten through and gave the people what they wanted hopefully yeah you guys you know out there man if you're in last place or not in the playoffs be a spoiler Yes. You know, don't play inactive players, please. Yes, that's a good message, dog. You, yeah, Say that again. Don't play inactive players. Do not, like, have your slots open. Play the kicker. 
if your kicker has a bye. Go pick up a kicker. Mm-hmm. Play the defense. Yes. Defense can give you plenty of points. Kicker can give you plenty of points. So just don't give up and lay down. Yeah. Just play it out. Because your actions are determining seedings and determining, really, if people are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And these are people that are working hard. They're something they've dedicated a lot of time to yeah. all year. They want to have bragging rights. They want to win money, yeah, most importantly. Yeah, don't give up. Yeah. So just at least you could be like, well, shit, at least I knocked that motherfucker off. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't take that much time. If you don't want to monitor it all week long, just wake up an hour before the game starts. Yeah. And figure out, <laughs> figure out who's doing what. And then make the appropriate pickups and demotions and all that other good stuff. So please stay engaged. It'll give you good karma for next year, maybe. And, you know, you, you want to give everyone a fair chance to win. So please stay with it. That's, that's the message of the day there, folks. Um, our information, if you'd like to keep in touch with us, you can find us on Facebook.com at My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at B underscore M-B-B-F-P, like My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. And also, our two sneaky picks of the week. Doggy is going with Jameson Crowder, who has done so well for him, and people are still sleeping on him, so he is a sneaky play. My sneaky play of the week will be Daryl Williams, Kansas City Chiefs, almost said Royals. A lot of injuries in Kansas City, a lot of questions about who the running back is. They got to buy. You got... LaShawn McCoy banged up. You have Damian Williams banged up. Maybe this presents an opportunity for Daryl Williams to start. He's been productive. So keep an eye on that. Um, You know, the season is just going way, way fast. Man, it's blowing by. You got, what is this now? So we're going in week 12. Week 12. Yeah, we're getting. Uh, we're, we're, so two more weeks of fantasy. Two more weeks before the playoffs. Before the playoffs. And so, you know, just go get that win. Go get that win. Get in the playoffs. Like I said before, if you get in the tournament, Anything can happen. Right. You could be seven and six. You could be eight and five. There's some people get in at six and seven. Yeah. So depend on your lead. Get in that tournament and go shock some people. Take their bread. Take the bread. Always. Because they're gonna get yours. Oh yeah. No, there are no friends in fantasy. All right, you guys. Until next time, we will talk to you next week. Peace out. <laughs>